Hello and welcome to this episode of Teachers Talk Tech, a podcast by Cambridge University Press and Assessment for language teachers by language teachers on using technology inside and outside of the classroom. My name is Hayo and today our guests are Aga Palalas, Associate Professor at the University of Athabasca, and Jasmine Silver from the Language Research Team at Cambridge University Press and Assessment. Aga and Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us today. Good day to you all. Hi, nice to be with you both today. We have a very interesting topic to discuss. Uh, Aga, I'm going to start with you. What is digital well-being? Well, digital well-being really, um, according to the Digital Wellness Institute, the definition that I've been using, um, it refers to the optimal state of health and well-being that each individual using technology is capable of achieving. What it really means in the context of teaching with technology is that digital well-being means using technology in a way that promotes learner success and holistic health of individuals and society. Uh, in short, it's really taking advantages of benefits and avoiding potential, potential harms of technology. It's a journey. Uh, just sticking with the, the terminology for a moment, um, I know that you've also written about a related term, digital disarray. What is that about? Well, digital disarray, um, it basically has three main components. Um, that would be digital distraction, digital disorder, and digital disconnection. With um, digital disorder meaning misinformation, disinformation, all the fake news. Um, digital disconnection is really when digital users are superficially present online, but really in actuality disconnected from the content and from the others, from the self. And then digital distraction is when when we have when we experience a lack of focus and concentration attention, which is due to information overload, too many choices, the persuasive design of digital technologies that would capture our attention and all these built-in algorithms uh, that rob us of our attention in the um, today's attention economy. Digital distraction. I don't think I've ever experienced that. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> anyway, Jasmine, you and your colleagues are in touch with hundreds, if not thousands of teachers around the world. Uh, is this something that you have come across both from a you know digital disarray point of view as well as the the interest in its positive counterpart digital well-being yeah absolutely i think there's uh, there are some really mixed feelings from teachers and from parents um as well about um the use of technology and how that can both positively and, and negatively um, affect our well-being um through education uh, so on the positive side um i think particularly during the pandemic um we saw lots of really nice um, examples of, of technology used to enhance language learning, lots of really nice videos um, that the students were able to use um, to, to become more engaged in language learning. Um, but on the other hand, yeah, this distraction, um, uh, one of our surveys that we conducted uh, with parents um, were saying that they were particularly worried about uh, their, their, their um, children watching too many videos because they thought it was so easy to get distracted by the next YouTube video that, that came on, you know, automatically, or um, it was so easy to click on onto something else. Um, so yeah, I think there's a real mix of feelings about how it can be both positive and negative for learning and and for well-being. 
Well said. Yes, digital digital destruction. I think by the end of the week, I'm usually past that point and I'm, I've achieved full digital destruction, but I don't <laughs> see that term used in the literature. Aga, talking about research, um, what do existing studies say about the impact? For example, experiencing technic symptoms, problems with eye strains, headaches, shoulders, tense shoulders, lack of sleep, all of that has been noted in literature, right? So also cognitively, mentally uh, and emotionally, overwhelmed and confused uh, learners mm, may not be engaged sufficiently and may not participate in the learning um event right so or participate only superficially um they do not engage with the information when they feel you know um operation information overload or when they are dealing with fragmented uh, information so this abundance of stimuli and content and fake information really through multiple uh channels devices all that information um becomes noise right Right, right. So, so looking at the role of of teachers in in dealing with this, Jasmine, um, I know we talked the other day about digital literacies, digital competencies, and one literacy that we didn't actually talk about, but I think is very relevant in this context, is attentional literacy. Um, can you tell us, perhaps briefly, what that is, or what other ways teachers can help learners to become more resilient in the face of uh, digital distractions and so on. When it comes to English teachers, you know, what what we do really well is is have conversations with our students about interesting topics. And this is a very interesting and, and useful topic. So to, to have this um, through reading texts, through discussions um, and opening up the forum for people to share their experiences of... Um, of ways they've been able to um, cope with digital distraction um, and so on. Um, and you as a teacher as well, I think we, we joked earlier about us never having faced digital distraction ourselves because I think, I, I don't know anyone who hasn't faced digital distraction. Um, so for us as teachers to to share our successes and failures with that, I think is, is a really nice um, way that we can do that through our day-to-day -day English teaching. I'm glad that you used the word nice because up to this point, we've talked a lot about uh, the, the negative impact of the digital world. Um, but of course, there are also benefits and there's also a positive approach uh, to this, uh, hence the, the term digital well-being. And, and also recently, we've seen terms used like positive computing. Um, and Aga, you have also written, for example, about something called the contemplative turn. Can you just tell us briefly what that is and, and how that might fit in with this, this discussion? Yes, contemplative turn. Um, really, it's um, contemplative pedagogy that supports holistic growth of the learner the belief that there is knowledge within the learner and we can trust that knowledge as long as we create conditions for growth 
of the learner, this, you know, trusted environment that encourages and empowers the learner, communication that is mindful, communication that is supported by mindful listening and speaking, um, um, understanding and seeing the human being in front of us, the learner in front of us as a human being that, you know, is um, complex yet just like ourselves mirror ourselves right so you have elements of uh, compassion built into the design of courses and your communication um, elements of empowerment built into um, all the various learning events and also what's very important um, building community and connection with the learner some of our listeners might be wondering if this perhaps strays away a little bit far from their regular classroom practices. To, to what extent is digital well-being and contemplation and awareness raising a teacher's role? And, and how can teachers integrate that into their classroom? We as teachers have a role of guiding them, of developing them or creating conditions for our learners to develop not only as a speaker of a language, but really to develop as um, fulfilled cognitive, emotional, social, mental, spiritual beings, right? Um, I feel that this is really our responsibility. We have to make them aware of their digital habits, their learning habits, all their habits, and maybe point to ways of um, developing better ways uh, leading to growth. That's a, that's a beautiful answer. And I think that will resonate with a lot of teachers who perhaps come from a background where learner-centeredness and, 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 and all the related activities that we engage in in class are actually part of our of many of our daily practices. Jasmine, if teachers want to learn more about this topic of digital well-being and all the related areas, where, where do you recommend they start? We have some resources um, at Cambridge University Press and Assessment. Um, so, for example, um, I talked about this a little bit more in, in another podcast, but we have a digital literacy framework um, which is part of our life competencies framework. And that talks about um, safety and well-being as one of the key areas of digital literacy. Um, so it's definitely worth having a look at the booklet for that. We have some can-do statements in that can be used um, uh, for teachers to maybe set a learning objective for their for their class on digital well-being. Um, so those can-do statements can easily be adapted um, into learning objectives, for example, and they are, we have them at different levels, so right from pre-primary to, to adults. Um, and we also have some activity cards as well that are particularly focused on, on well-being. Um, so again, they're, in, they're all in the same place and we'll put a link to, to the site um, in the show notes. We also have some um, resources on our pedagogy site, so uh, our cambridge.org slash pedagogy site, um, where we have a, a using mobile devices in the language classroom paper, which talks about the research into this area and mentions this um, idea of, of digital distraction in, um, and what or how teachers might deal with that. And has some nice practical uh, tips in there for using mobiles in the classroom too. Uh, so that's another place that, that teachers can go to. 
Perfect. That sounds like a wonderful collection of, of resources. You mentioned can-do statements uh, mm. the other day in one of the other podcasts, and I, I talked to my nine-year-old daughter about that, and she got extremely excited. And I thought, oh, this is wonderful. And then I realized that she actually heard me say candy statements, and that explained <laughs> <laughs> that explained her enthusiasm. Um, I got any suggestions for teachers on how to start learning more about and incorporating relevant skills and techniques in class? Absolutely is. Start with yourself. That resource is within yourself. Self-observation will lead you to uh, your better understanding of how you can help others. But all these changes always start with yourself. You know, if you start with a journal on your digital habits, look at those. Look at your habits might be. Give a little bit of thought to that. And then, you know, when you reach a better understanding of your own habits and what impact that might have on your teaching, learning, or your life altogether, then uh, you're ready to be um, guiding your students towards the same uh, type of self-observation and self-reflection and then gradual development of new uh, habits and maybe growth of that mindfulness attention muscle that I always encourage, right? That muscle that allows you to focus out of choice intentionally on what you should be focusing on here and now. That muscle has to be developed in the same way you work on your Bicep. Um, the same way, you know, you can train your mind, your brain to pay attention out of choice only by um, doing those and engaging in observation and um, attention practices that start with awareness, obviously. Right? So that's very practical. It's um, start from the learner, but also start from yourself give it the necessary time, recognize that it's something that needs to be developed over time, starting from, from yourself. I think that is, that is a wonderful final piece of wisdom. Jasmine, did you have any parting advice for our audience? Well-being is not just about the absence of, of negative um, effects of technology, but it's, you know, um, it's about how our, well, our well-being can be in, enhanced by technology as well. Well, that's a, that's a very positive note to end on. Aga and Jasmine, you're both wonderful. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening and check out the other conversations of the Teachers Talk Tech podcast by Cambridge University Press and Assessment.